The By the Hood podcast is sponsored by the Discover Your Options Bootcamp. Getting started with trading options may seem intimidating, but with Discover Your Options, you'll be up to speed faster than you could have ever imagined. No matter what your ultimate goal is, learn the basic skills and gain all the confidence needed to ultimately win in the exciting world of options. For more information, click the link under Discover Your Options in our show notes. And for 20% off, make sure to use the code BUYTHEHOOD, one word, for the 20% discount. The Buy the Hood podcast is brought to you by the book, Own Your Time and Space, written by Corey Camp and Jimmy the Blueprint Williams. All throughout history, you will see time and space as having significant importance, but never discussed as it will be in this book. You can learn the true importance of time and space and how having a better understanding of these concepts can lead to a better life. It deals with ownership of not only your time, but the space around you. You can get your copy at ownyourtimeandspace.com or you can go right to Amazon and look up Own Your Time and Space. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the By the Hood podcast slash webcast because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always. My name is Jimmy. Um, as we always start the show, we want to say thank you to everybody that supports what we got going on in the community as well as online um, because everything is growing as usual. And just want to say thank you because this is about building people. This is about showing people that look just like us that are doing amazing things. So we appreciate the support, uh, you know, of our content because it's all positive. Not a lot of ratchet stuff, you know, not that I, you know, dislike all the ratchet stuff. I mean, you know, I always tell you guys I love the shade room too, but Listen, we're doing all positivity over here, and we want to say thank you because you guys are showing us tremendous support. As always, I got my co-host with me, my brother, Corey. Corey, how are you, sir? Man, living la vida loca. How you feeling, man? I can't complain to nobody listening. It's fair and partly cloudy. But as usual, <laughs> all right, we have a special guest with us this evening. Um, this is a, a, a sister who's doing amazing things in the Philadelphia area in terms of real estate. She's in the stock market investing. She actually came out to our event a couple weeks ago, and what impressed me the most is she had her son with her, right? And he was picking up on the information like fast. And I was very impressed by that to the point where in the middle of our talk, he went on the phone and like start buying stock in the middle of us talking. I was like, okay, so I see, I see where he's headed. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and mom is out there doing amazing things. So without further ado, I want to um, welcome Jasmine Williams. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How y'all doing today? Oh man, we, we doing amazing. So um, Jasmine, we see you still in your real estate office right now. You know, you, you out here hustling in the real estate game. Um, Tell us a little bit about your background. Um, where are you from? What school did you go to? Uh, you know, what kind of education you have? So um, I grew up in the East Oak Lane section of, the, of Philadelphia, and then I went to engineering and science for high school. I actually finished. My mom got remarried, so we moved to Minnesota um, for my last two years of high school. So I finished high school there, came back to um, Philadelphia, went to Drexel, um, and then I had my daughter. So I didn't finish. Um, so I really had to start living life hard and fast and, and, and making some money fast. So um, started in property management. I started managing properties in West Philadelphia. Um, that was like my first real job. And then when I had my son, I needed to stay home with him. So I decided to kind of start business and go into business myself. And that's when I got my real estate license. So I've been licensed uh, for 11 years now. And um, 
you know, we it's been a it's been a road. Um, but right now, I have a um, a team of five agents, and I manage them and manage our business. We are number one, and our um, Keller Williams. I'm sorry, number two. We're number two um, in our Keller Williams um, office. Um, we're part of the K, um, KW Philly brand, um, and you know, we just we just out here. We just you know, okay. I'm an investor. I'm an investor. Um, so we do. Um, I have um, six doors now, and then I do Airbnb for one of my units. So the business model that I'm building out is basically duplexes. So getting duplexes, one unit is Airbnb, one is a long-term rental, and it's been pretty lucrative. Oh, that's an interesting strategy. That's an interesting strategy right there. I never heard no one with that strategy. Um, a couple questions. I know property management. What did you learn uh, about the business when you were just working in property management? Oh my goodness, I learned so much. That's, I mean, honestly, um, being in property management uh, taught me how to interact with people and realize that real estate is really, um, is is really a people business. It's not, you know, we got the contracts and the things like that, and those things exchange hands. But it's it's people. It's it's the most intimate part of your life when you're dealing with where they live. So being a property manager, my first job was managing a building that was for women that were transitioning from being homeless. Okay. So I had to deal with all types of not only just managing the the maintenance of the property and the upkeep and the, you know that type of thing, but manage their social the social service end of it um, to make sure that you know they didn't go back to being homeless or you know they were able to get jobs and things like that. So it really built you know I was I think I was twenty at the time it built my compassion um, because I didn't you know I, my mom is a my mom was a single raised me as a single parent and um, just you know she. I was sheltered a lot. So I didn't realize like life is real and it'll come and it hit you hard. Man, you know listen. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Cause people, so, a lot of times people live in a bubbles. Like I tell people all the time, um, when you talk to people online they're like, Oh, no one does this. And no one does like, man, people out here are struggling. Like you can live in your bubble all you want to, you know, they like, My, I never forget one. And I, and I don't, I don't know if welfare has changed much, but it used, it was one person would get $205 from the state. $62 of that would have to go to us for rent because it was subsidized. And then the rest, you had to live off that for the rest of the month. You got some food stamps, but that's it because you know, you're a single person. And it's just like, talk about management. Like, you yeah. got to make sure, you, you know, you get a meals. You live in a, it was a single room, a single, um, what they call an SRO, a single room occupancy. So that means that you you had like a mini fridge, so you couldn't really buy meats for long term because if you put your meat in the community refrigerator might get stolen like all types of people don't really realize it you know and it it really comes down to family too because if you don't have no family you know if you got family and you get 205 a month you could go live with your aunt or something like that but these Mm -hmm. people um these women unfortunately had kind of burnt those bridges so they didn't have anybody you know and so we built a really good community there. I'm in contact with them. In fact, one of the um, the ladies, one of my first tenants, she had she had hit me up on Facebook and was like, "I'm doing so good now," and you know that type of thing. So it was just like really building those relationships helped me build the compassion and deal with the first time buyers that I deal with because not that they're you know and maybe not in that income bracket, but we we all have the same struggles. 
and they're not necessarily they've not taught how to budget or mm-hmm. taught how to manage their money and so the program that i roll out is really um catered to people that want to make that change to be able to buy homes budget their money make so their was, money grow kind of what we've a, been on that was a huge learning yeah. experience for you and it helped you in business moving yeah. forward i see it was it was life changing life change i mean literally like it was it used to just be me and my mom i would go to engineering and science come home my mom like make sure you get a, I, I she wouldn't even let me ride on the subway i had to ride the c bus all the way up <laughs> like, <laughs> and then, uh, i and then i would walk home she'd tell me to call she was um she was uh, getting her master's at the time when i was in high school Dope. and so i would have to come home i would have to call my aunt no, I had to call her. Then my aunt would check in with me like in like two hours, but like gotta be home. So I was just used to just yeah. being home in Minnesota. Like I ain't no friends. So it's like, so, so you were sheltered, and then you like went from being sheltered to like being exposed to some of. Uh... Absolutely, I just I never knew. I never you know, the I dealt with people that um, OD'd off of drugs. After I managed the 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 um. The women's building, I had to manage um, property over on Allegheny. Somebody decided to have a romantic night in. They had the, the uh, candles on the mattress. Whole, whole uh, three units went on. Well, his unit went on fire. But, you know, when the sprinkler system comes, sprinkler system, let, and it went down three levels. Wow. We got a, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the fire, they calling me in the middle of the night. I got like a an infant and my my daughter was a toddler and i'm like down there like what the heck is yeah, going like yeah. life so you went you right into the trenches you went right into the trenches, I was in the trenches. <laughs> I mean, some of the some of the craziest buildings in philadelphia but you know it it, it grew me because like me, i yeah. said it was just like my mom she always um she manages law firms so she was managing a law firm at that time and then I just didn't know that part of life, I, you know, so it, it, it was one of those things that was very humbling and, and I have a better um, understanding on how, you know, people call, they be stressed out, you know what I mean? It's stressed yeah. because you don't know, you know, your landlord getting on your nerves. I'm like, man, don't be a landlord. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm a landlord. <laughs> I'll be telling my tenants, like, you know, we got to help you get your credit together. Like, you can't buy this one because this is for my kids, but I can hook you up to got be able you. to buy something. You know, um, for the people watching that aren't from the Philadelphia area, Philadelphia is unique because like um, I've read several reports about like the poverty in the city, right? So we have the poverty in the city, but also like we have one of the highest numbers of six figure earners in the city at the same time as being one of the poorest cities, which means that it's literally a tale of two cities. We have like, you know, there's people doing tremendous in our city. Let's don't get me wrong. Like, you know, yeah. but then there's, there's people other... eating and then there's people starving and ain't yeah, nobody yeah. ever There's nobody in the middle. Either you doing well or you not. Like a city is crazy like that. It's crazy. I, I would definitely agree, man. I I is sometimes it it makes me um really sad though, because it's like so many people that don't know about their credit. In fact, I talked to a young man, he said he said he know knew you guys. Um, I talked to him earlier and he was just telling me like he's trying to, you know, get his credit together and things like that. And he was just like, he just doesn't, he didn't know. I was like, well, you know, you got this. He was like, oh, they put that on my credit. Like, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But the information, it's the information. People, people, uh, people just don't know. And they're just trying to figure it out. And I think that is, you know, it's our job to really 
help them, you know, just put that education out there. That's why I use my platform as small as it may be um, to really get it out there to the masses. I got so many people inboxing me. I started trading like maybe maybe a week before I had came out to. And by the way, you're being so, humble right now. You're, you're small player. I see you out there. I told you, like, you, you do a great job of marketing. Like, you just do. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. but but no, I I um I uh I started trading, and I posted, you know, just like what I was doing because I I still don't know what I'm doing. I miss Max Curry. Like, am I doing this right? He like, yo, Jazz, you gotta chill. Like, you gotta, you gotta, yeah, you gotta, like you, yeah, yeah. Like, I watch, I watch people blow through a couple. I, I watch people blow through a couple accounts. Like, you gotta, you gotta know what you're doing before you, before you get, you know, because them, them first couple wins is like intoxicating, and then yeah. if you don't have a system and you don't know what you're doing, you going, you know. You you'll get you'll got you'll get fried, but you you doing it the right way though, because I, I see how you go after the education. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. So right I'm definitely I'm I'm all for investing in education, right? Because is I don't you know when you're in business, you take so many laws that you not really you would rather somebody else's laws. You learn from somebody else's laws, just like somebody. I would hope somebody learned from mine. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I'm I'm all for paying for it. That's why I was like, when when did you drop? Because I'm gonna enroll because it's like I would rather um just sit here and learn it. Um I can have it on YouTube while I'm doing, you know what I mean, something else, and then just keep repetitive um, mm-hmm. you know, into it and then be able to, you know, be able to talk about it. But I, I'm not all for losing money. But that that pharmaceutical stock I did, I, I bought a bunch of it today because oh. it was it was just listen on a that's crazy because I saw you post about it and I went and looked at it. I'm like, oh, okay, this is what she's talking about. And, you know, just happened to come back. I'm like, yo, it went up like 70% in one day. I'm like, what's going on? Like, I said, she got some. That's a nice little bag. I said, she got some inside information. Like, like where'd she get this one from? So yeah. I was like, I kept looking. So then I, uh, I, you know, you know, you build relationships and a couple of people, I'm like, oh, got a couple dollars. Go ahead and put it on there and see what happens. People coming back, like, yo. And even the after hours, it was like, I think it's at like eight dollars now. So it's yeah. like, no, that's yeah. it. but to see that, but to think but, about but that, but no, I was intrigued. I was intrigued when when I came to your workshop. I was more intrigued, or actually more confident, because the way that you guys talked about it is not is like you said. You only lose when you sell. So, mm-hmm. you ain't really, yeah, you're not really losing if you're not taking that risk. And I mean, I. I, the options I'm still learning. Um, Corey had uh, connected me to someone, so okay. I'm learning. I've been through his classes, and that's been that's been pretty good. Um, so you gonna have all sorts of streams of income, right? So you so you, you got your yeah, you got your. Yeah. I see what you're doing here, but let me ask you a question about that, right? So uh-huh. business as an agent, um, you've built the team out. Um, how difficult was it? Like, were you originally a solo agent before you started building a team? Yeah, so when I was a, when I started out, I was a solo agent. Um, I did everything from showing houses to doing all the paperwork to generating all the business um, to everything. Right how long, now, how long were you a solo agent? Um, I guess probably about five or six years. Okay. I was part. I was like half and half time for a little while, um, and then I went full fledged, um, and then. Um, um, a guy I went to high school with, uh, Malik, Malik Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like my best friend. So 
he was like, no, we're going to partner up and we were going to partner up and do, do something. But he and I have like the same big ideas. Like we're like thinkers and innovative and you know how Listen, he is. And no, Malik's so he my guy. I, I had a two hour conversation <laughs> with Malik yesterday. We were, we were it's debating. It's so easy to have a two hour conversation well, with Malik. We were debating <laughs> how soon autonomous cars will come here. And like, we're going back and forth with each that's other. That's all he talks about. Yo, yeah, for two hours we're going back and forth so that's my guy so i definitely um yeah. understand what yeah, you're talking so, about but yeah so we're both like really big thinkers and we really like all for pulling our people in and pulling our people up um and sometimes that's a good thing and sometimes it's not so good because um our folks um everybody wants to be the the chief and so with that is it doesn't it doesn't really sometimes it doesn't work out so we decided that we would come under the same kw umbrella but have our separate teams so okay. i started my team because i knew that i i needed to be laser focused you know malik got a lot going on with his investments and you know things like that so he focuses on the investment piece but we do probably five or six deals a year together you know what i mean because nice. he's he got he has all of the um the inventory you know at any given time i'm working with 25 to 30 buyers so it just makes sense he always yeah. has listings so he'll call me first when as soon as he gets a listing is you know that's on the market you know he'll run it you know run it by me to make sure that i don't have anybody first and then we you know what i mean so we're able yeah, to work yeah. together and then working a you know a consultant all the time I consult his business. He consults on mine. Well, tell me about um, that. Um, that that uh, that building of a team. How difficult was it to go from a solo agent to actually building your team? It was it was tough. Um, the first my first round that it wasn't too successful. Um, because I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just kind of building. I'm like, look, everybody. I'm just all for like everybody just making money. Mm -hmm. And when you're building a team and you're building a business, that's not necessarily the way that it should be it has to be like the business needs to profit first um and so um i hired a coach i have a coach um that basically um he's a business he's a part of he's a part of our business um he and he coaches me um on business structure on how to make sure that things are are flowing so right now um all i do is generate business because that's what i'm good at um, so I just, I generate business and I make relationships. I'm reaching out and I'm talking to buyers. I do have an assistant that, um, that, you know, basically does the follow-up and, you know, make sure that our client care is good. And then I don't show homes anymore. So everybody's like, you're a realtor, you don't show homes? Nope, I don't. Um, I have showing agents that basically uh, get out and open the doors for me so that I can sit here and just keep generating business. Okay. And also it's a quality of life thing too, because my son and my daughter, my daughter just turned 18. She needs me. So she needs me to be home and she needs me to, you know, get her prepared yeah. for life. Um, so it's important. It was important to me to be able to be home. So I, you know, my showing agents, they're out now. And you know, the, the good thing about that is that clients don't have to wait for me to say, Oh, I'm not at swim practice with my son, or oh, yeah. I got a buyer agency appointment in the office. I can literally text one of our one of our people, and you know, we're on a group text. I'm like, whoever grabs them, that's the person that's designated to that to their um, that client until the end of the process. Gotcha, that's dope. Um, now, question is, uh, are you looking to build that out further, or five is like your number? What are you looking to do with that um, business? 
I, I want to build um, a buyer agent. So right now, showing agents are really working in like a part-time capacity, mostly the evenings, you know, weekends, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. I would probably, I'm looking for a buyer agent that kind of, that can kind of um, eventually take over my role um, as being the lead generator. And, the, you know, they, in real estate, they call it the rainmaker because literally I can, you know, just start making phone calls and like, you want to buy a house? Come on, let's go. <laughs> um, and then I know how to, um, and then I know how to fix people's credit too. So with, with me doing that, it makes it it makes our team really attractive because what I did was I built a separate credit repair company so that I could fix people's credit that wanted to purchase a home and build that relationship and that bond with them throughout the process. Oh, so we're fully, and then put them right in your system, right? We fully automated. Um, you know, we have processors. We have an attorney that's on staff. You know, in that particular company, that you know, if there's an issue or something like that that comes up, we can get the thing off of their credit, whatever it is, um, and be able to just kind of build it out. Um, am I looking to expand right now? Uh, typically, we can only handle up to about 100 credit repair clients and, like I said, about 25 buyers. Any given time, I'll have, like, maybe two or three listings. I'm not listing heavy. I'm more I'm more on the buyer side because I just – I know how difficult it was when I bought my first house um, years ago. My agent was just like – just kind of left you. So So that's interesting. So I I got a couple questions based on that. So obviously you, you read the millionaire real estate agent and you following that playbook, right? Yeah. That's my model. Yeah. 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 I I actually used to work at KW years ago. Um, Okay. Yeah. With uh, Oliver Millwood, but yeah. But But anyway, so I worked at, um, I worked at Keller Williams. I'm familiar with that, but looks like you're running the playbook pretty well, but you're very enterprising. So you started the credit repair business. You got this going on. Where did you get that from? Like, did you always want to be an entrepreneur? Just fell on your lap? Like, where'd you see this at? And- my, my mom, like I said, you know, she was always in corporate. My dad, um, he was a contractor. So he would, you know, like do little handy work around. I don't know where I really, I think it's the independence and just ownership. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Like when I was, even when I was younger, um, you know, and, and trying to maintain a job is just like, it's the hardest thing in the world because you've got to live by someone else's rules. If I need to leave, I'm just out. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't, you know, my kids are, my, uh, my, my daughter's father got killed um, early, early on. So it, I was by myself, like literally by myself for since forever. So it was important to me um, to be able to build a life for them that not only would I be able to provide a decent life, but also be able to be there for the stuff. Because when I was first um, as a solo agent, I was missing the the ball games and the, you know, the, the dance recitals and things like that, because I always had to work. So that's, that's, that's where the team structure came from because I needed to be able to design a life that my business was still running but I was able to be there for, for my kids. Smart, smart. Yeah, so, you said, you said something crazy when you said design a life. Like, most people don't understand that concept of design a life. 
Like you said, this is what I need my life to look like. And then you set out to design your life to look like that. And most people wouldn't even you, think you know, to do that. You know why, Core? Why that's interesting? Because this, like we talked about that with uh, Jalil when he's on here. Um, lifestyle design is about you. For some people, like they'd rather have a nine to five, right? So that's, that's kind of like why our thing is um, we don't do job shaming no matter what you do for a living. Um, oh, no. it's, it's about ownership. And the reason I say that is because, um, you know, there's some of the comments I see. Lifestyle design is about what works for you. You figured out exactly what works for you. And it's brilliant the way you put things together. For some people, like, like some people will tell you, like, yo, I'm lazy. And that's why I tell people, you can be lazy and still own things, right? You can go work your nine to five. You can work at McDonald's. You can work at a car wash. But you have to design your lifestyle to whatever way works for you. Yeah, absolutely. And people, people, I think that people don't realize it out. You know, we talk to, you know, in my industry, I want you to have a job because I can get <laughs> a lot easier if you got, if you got a, a W-2. So I, I'm never going to job shame. But at the, at the same time, it's like, okay, you know, when I'm sitting down with people and they're saying, well, I don't have the down payment, I'm like, okay let's figure out, you know, so we'll sit and do a budget. And, you know, most people are really like half a paycheck away from being on the street and that's reality. So I'm just like, okay, well, what can you do um, to, to, uh, to make, to make money on the side some way. And so we started this thing called side hustle Saturday. And basically people come and, you know, I'll talk and then other, I have, you know, friends that are entrepreneurs and vending machines and all that type of stuff. And um, we'll just come and kind of brainstorm like, well, what can you do? What are you good? People like, of course, everybody, I'm sure you guys get this. Oh, I'm not really good at anything. Like you're yeah. good at something. something. You know what I mean? Yeah. You and I had this young lady and she was just like, well, I was the first person to go to college in my, in my family. And because of that, um, she wrote an ebook on like first generation. Man, that ebook is doing so well. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she put it together and she put it on Amazon and it's just like, like this is a thing. You know what I mean? Like, and so I think that um, if we start making our or not making but um, instructing our people on how to know and 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 say like, listen, y'all, we we literally can do anything. Mm -hmm. um, like really just like showing them the way like these people i met i've been meeting so many people online that are doing so many amazing things and it's yep. just like this one little like book or course or you know uh, the guy that the options course that i was telling you about Corey, mm -hmm. like like he just said and he recorded it on his ipad and now he's selling it at like 70 bucks. And I know he, he was at like a hundred downloads and that was like a couple of weeks ago. So he just, he made $7,000 real quick. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and that's one of the chill, reasons that you know I mean? one of the reasons we have this platform, because we recognize the same thing. People are doing amazing things out there in all walks of life. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so it's a matter of, and it, what, one thing you said was interesting is about like working on their budget. So my wife helps people with their budgets all the time. And, and what oh, I find, cool. Okay. What I find is that most people have no idea how much money they spend. When they start to sit down and write their budget out, a lot of times they're in shock. Oh, God. I can't believe it. Like this lady, no lie, last, last week, and I talked to her last week, and she, um, she, her, her addiction was Pepsi and Amazon, right? <laughs> <laughs> Amazon, I think Amazon got it this, sold, though. This is how Pepsi really took over her life. Now, she works at a hospital. And, and she works overnight. 
And so she would grab a Pepsi so she could stay up. When she went into Wawa to grab the Pepsi, what else you get with a Pepsi? Bag of chips, yeah. some candy, another drink, a water, uh-huh. all this stuff. She grabbed all this stuff. So the Pepsi that costs what two fifty three dollars, which is expensive in itself, but then you go in and grab the rest of the stuff. She's spending ten, twelve, thirteen dollars a night on on yeah. the on the Wawa run, right? Yeah. We get the budget. She like, yeah, I don't, I mean. If only I could save a hundred dollars a month. Like, yo, if you stop drinking the Pepsi, you had a hundred dollars right there. And then, the, and then she was going on Amazon and she was just clicking. I'm like, sis, what are you buying? She was like, I don't know what I'm buying on Amazon. But what she did, we we check. I check in with her like every two three weeks, and she stopped Amazon. And so as a reward, I sent her Amazon credit card. I was like, a gift card. I'm like, I know you got to get your fix. Just get your fix, but get off. She was like, I promise. I'm only going to spend this $25. But she was just like, addicted. And people don't realize how much money they spend on just mindless things. My coach had me do um, an exercise where I took my – printed out my three months of bank statements and just started highlighting in different um different categories so one was a need the other was a um a luxury and the other was like something that's like pertaining to a lifestyle and when i started looking at the luxuries luxuries are like going out to eat or you know things that don't i don't need to function Mm -hmm. it was like it was a lot of pink you know highlight there and then uh, when you look at the needs, it's like, okay, we, we got the needs down to a science. But I found that, you know, I listen to Audible. I listen to a lot of uh, Audible books. Mm-hmm. I had two Audible accounts. I don't even know how that happened. Wow. Like, <laughs> like stuff like that. So the, so the budget, um, people don't, they, they come in kicking and fighting. They don't want to do that budget. But, you know, but when they... Amazon got something. I had to. I had to like literally take my cards off. I just took my cards off because okay. I, I found myself like it's when, something about is that gratification when you come when you and they see that black stripe on the box. Like yo, I, I don't even know what it is. Like it could be. I could order like pencils. It could be something stupid. But that black stripe. <laughs> tell you that black like, stripe is like yo. I need a hundred. It gives you an emotional feeling. Like like Amazon Prime gives you an emotional feeling when you see that black stripe on the box. It's, it's something about it. So it's just like um, just building those habits, that budget piece that whenever we do that exercise with the clients, they're like, Jason, I cannot believe how much money I spend on, you know, taking an Uber, Uber Eats. That's another one. You know, oh, man, I, I, I don't think on Uber Eats I've ever spent less than like $40. You know what I mean? Like that's a I lot of money. Because the sandwich be like $2. By the time they add all the fees on, it'd be like $44. Like what am I paying it's for? Like, it's like, right. So you got to really like, it's, it, when you do that budget, it, it, it sets the tone. We don't, we don't repair your credit unless you do the budet. And the okay. reason why is because I'll repair your credit and get everything off and I get you a credit card and you don't know how to use it, we're going to be right back here and then you're going to be on online talking about, she ain't fix my credit card. <laughs> so I'm going like, in circles. 
So for the people out there, like either listening or watching, uh, one thing you could do at home right now is like write out a budget. Like you know, see where your money is going. <laughs> see where your please, money is going. Pretty please. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question about your investment. All right. So you got into real estate investing. That's a natural progression as someone who sells property. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. and you were telling me at the event, you said that you know you're an Airbnb now. That's one thing I've never done. Um, I'm interested in it. How did you make that transition to Airbnb? What, what you know, made you want to do that? And so, how's it working um, out so far? Oh God, it's going, it's, it's, it's doing really well. But um, the reason why I did Airbnb, Airbnb is because at the end of the year, um, last year, and I'm just a new Airbnb participant. So okay. we opened the Airbnb um, January 1st. So we opened it New Year's Day. And um Last year, you know, with the investing, kind of when you do the when you do the renovations, I like I like to do the renovation. When you do that renovation, you kind of just kind of give it to the tenant, and then you never see it again. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I just felt like I needed to do something and do a project. And I um, I was able. I'm I'm really blessed to have a lot of good relationships. But one of my best relationships is um, with the interior designer. Her name is Karan. Nicole and Karan, um, basically, I text her like, hey, I'm thinking about doing an Airbnb. Um, I need furniture. And she stages and she does a lot of, um, you know, a lot of interior design stuff. She's a, a developer and an investor herself. But what she did was she basically let me um, just learn how to design with her. Um, and so she did a lot. Most of it, I said she did like probably 80%, but she let me learn that 20 because I needed to be able to make it functional. Okay. With an Airbnb, it's not necessarily just having your furniture there. You got to have it so that people, if they want to have a cup of coffee, they got some mugs in the, in the uh, cabinet or, you know, um, just made it, made it livable for that, you know, for the, for the guests. And so the hospitality thing for, for me is just really relaxing. It's very, very lucrative, lucrative completely lucrative um but it's very relaxing just to kind of make a home for someone so i have a cleaning service that goes in and then um depending on schedule i'll go by and i'll make like monday i was um i made a a towel animal and put it on the bed like just little little touches you're running a little your own little hotel um but that's a natural progression for you because you came from the property management piece and now you right, actually right. what's happening is going you going back to your roots. I'm going back to my roots and I swear I really we've had I mean even we've been open it's like almost it's three months now, right? Mm-hmm. But um I've had some craziness already. Um <laughs> had somebody I don't know if you guys saw my social media, somebody said yeah, I see your, your property is in a ducky spot. I'm going um, to just come through my, my friends. And, oh, man, that was a crazy time. Uh-huh. It was a party. It's just, <laughs> it's just crazy. But other than that, it's really been, it's really been a rewarding experience. Um, and the profit on it, we're making right now, um, what I do that's a that may be a little bit different than than other Airbnb hosts is that I um, run my own SEO. I boost my own SEO for my listing. Okay. So for instance, somebody um, if somebody is googling places to stay for the flower show, the flower show is this week. We're booked. Okay. 
Um, and it's because of the way my SEO is written. I might have, I wrote a blog post and then I'll, I'll run um, maybe like a $5 uh, Facebook ad to target people that are coming in town for the, for the flower show. Because I want to be booked. I don't want to just be booked weekends. Gotcha. So we're booked weekends until maybe May now, uh-huh. like for graduation. So what kind, of, um, what kind of occupancy have you had in those, couple, in those three months? Like what, what's your occupancy rate like? So it's been, if you're talking about for the, for the month, like for February, that was our full first month. We were booked maybe, let me just look. Um, we were, we had a great month last month, um, okay. but we were booked maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe, I think it was like maybe 18 nights last okay. month. Okay. Nice. Um, and then, and then and that and that has you know something to do with um, just making sure that the SEO is popping because on Airbnb there's so many places on Airbnb people are are still searching for travel on Facebook so Facebook is really where we run nice. we run small ads and things like that so I've run that as a separate business it's not just Airbnb or its own unit that's why. I need to get more because the SEO, like now I have people that are inboxing. We have a, um, we run a small um, Instagram page for it. People are inboxing like, oh, it's booked. I wanted to come in this weekend. You know what I mean? So I have to get more units to kind of fill oh, it in. So you have a page specifically for your Airbnb unit? Yes, it's called Master Suite Living. Oh, yeah, I saw Master- that. I actually saw that. <laughs> I, I didn't see that one. I got to go, go check that out. But so hold on. Master so is like a- I said, Master Sweet Living is its own entity, its own LLC. It runs independently. Um, and like I said, the reason why I did it is because I am who I am in this market. But really, all of our guests, we want the, you know, we get the guests that come from out of state. Nobody knows me there. You know what I mean? So it's like, they, we want them to come in because they see the beautiful pictures on Master Sweet Living. And like I said, the flower shows in town, the Broad Street Run, we're booked for those, those you know, those uh, events because listen. people come from all over the world. All right, so here's my so question. You got to think a little bit bigger, a little if bit you, bigger on, on air because a, a lot of people are like, oh, well, I'm on there and I'm not getting, no, you got to, yeah, you got to yeah. think a little bit. It's funny, right? So I'm working on a um, development now in Germantown and it's, um, okay. it's, a four, it's a four unit building. So. I was actually speaking to the students in the um, real estate development uh, course at uh, Jefferson University. So they're okay. They're, yeah, yeah. I heard. I saw that that um, the certificate and the um, degree behind that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they're actually like in this semester, they're taking my development project and using it as like their schoolwork. So okay. each of the students have to come up with like a pitch for what I should do with the building and you know present these presentations. So it was pretty fun, but. Um, one of the groups that was their suggestion airbnb and um like i said i've never done it but i'm very interested and they gave me like a, a couple different property management companies but it sounds to me like you manage your own but you said you have a cleaning company right so do they um, charge a flat so, rate or do they, how's that work yep the, um, the cleaning company comes in and she charges 52 dollars a turn okay and she comes and she's connected in our in the app in the Airbnb app, so she knows when people are checking in and checking out, and she comes like clockwork. And she do, you know she does a, a number of units, but she comes and she makes sure that it's you know that it's cleaned and 
um, if we got to take the unit offline for a little bit. She also provides a, a laundry service. So that way I'm not worried about getting the, the you know, because you have to do fresh sheets every time. So she, you know, she kind of really maintains the, you know, the cleanliness of the unit. So even and with paying just, her that fee, even with paying her that fee, you still are, are much more yeah, profitable. I'll pay you that $55 at any time because <laughs> the amount of money that I make, you know, without, I can, you know, offline, I can get into the numbers. Yeah, but, yeah I'm not going to ask know. you a number. Only, only question I want to ask, I don't think you get actual number. How much more profitable is it running that unit Airbnb um, as opposed to just renting it out? Like, are you making a substantial amount more oh, money? I, so remember, the duplex is downstairs. That tenant is paying, let's say that tenant is paying 800. Mm -hmm. I'm making, the goal is double that. I'm making one and a half times that right now. Wow. So in the next couple of months, in the next couple months and you know i like the i like that model because i'm not really the airbnb started with me just kind of as a hobby you mm -hmm. know what i mean so it's yeah. like if i make money, i make money and then my bottom tenant is really paying the note that i have on the on the um the duplex so i'm not worried about making a note because she you know she's a, yeah. a a you know a, a long-term tenant and you know she pays her bills so it's you know it, you can get creative with it. Um, yeah. I don't know that I would do a, a standalone Airbnb. Mm -hmm. I had the model that I'm looking at. It to me, I just unless you're down in like Center City, my my Airbnb is in Germantown. Mm -hmm. So unless you're in Center City, um, we I do have something coming up with traveling nurses, um, where they are going to come and stay for like weeks at a time, and they just want to stay in a you know a unit. So I have to see how that works. But right now, that duplex, that's, that's that rule, every time I'm going for a refi now on it and, <laughs> and looking at those numbers, like, how? I'm like, just yeah. like, you in Germantown? I'm like, yeah. like That's amazing. I mean, right, congratulations on that, too. That's amazing. And you got, you. You, I'm just letting you know right now, I'm be picking your brain offline. But, um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, but with that being said, listen, you're, you're, you're totally impressive because you're very enterprising. Like we said earlier, like, you wouldn't set that up as its own entity. You got your credit repair entity. You got your real estate team. And now you're getting into the market, right? Um, so I need your help. Listen. I, I feel like we can blow this up, man. Absolutely. I feel like we can teach We can teach so many more people how to do this. Yeah. Because there's so much money to be it, made. It's, oh, man. I put when I posted that pharmaceutical thing, like I said, you should see my post. Everybody like, oh, I bought a couple shares. Like people not, I feel like because they know me and they know my background, they're like, well, she could do it. I can totally do it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people are way more They, you know what I mean? You guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. because like, people people have this thing where. They think like the stock market or the real estate investing is for is not for me. It's for people that don't look like me, and it's just not true. It's just not true. I've I've been a I've been I've been a realtor for eleven years. I sold my cousin. I was, she was like one of my first, um, you know, buyers. And um, last summer we had like a ride along. We had people come down from New York and everything, and kind of like look at the uh the you know the market here and the investing and stuff here and so she she tagged along and she was like i always thought that uh investing was for like men in suits or you know exactly like, exactly like, no like everybody that came had on like sweats and a mm -hmm. and a t-shirt you know what i mean she's like these people have money i'm like yeah people really 
for the, all the people that really don't have it, that need that. Yeah, that's it, it's a lot of people, especially in New York. Man, listen, that's the one thing real estate has taught me is to not right. judge a book price cover, right? Because absolutely, not. I made you the mistake as a, as a young agent. I would like um, I, I was working for Mesa Realty at the time, um, years ago. Okay, yeah. And mm-hmm. I would do floor time when I first got in the game, and I would see people come in, you know, three piece suits, Mercedes, run to them, and I made the mistake one day. She taught me this lesson. She let me do it. I ran out, was showing a bunch of houses. I didn't even pre qualify. I just ran out. Come come to find out, this dude didn't have no money. He was up to his nose in debt. And then I, I met another gentleman, had like a, a pickup truck with a dent in it. He had like 30 jeans on to come in. And this dude had like high six figures in his account. Yep. And, then I, and then I learned that, like, that, that lesson I never forgot. I'm like, man, you cannot judge a book by its cover in real estate. Okay, because- I, just closed, I just closed with an investor on Friday. And he's like, literally, that's what gave me the, the stock tip. He was like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I feel like the good the good people in the real estate community, they're like, it's like a real community. Like they share. So he was mm-hmm. like, you want to be in the I was like, yeah. He was like, okay. He was like, buy this job. I was like, okay. And he was like, this is going, you know, whatever. And so yeah. it was, you know, one of those things. Um, and you see him, I was telling him that I have to, um, I have to buy a car. And he was like, yeah, I don't buy this depreciating assets. He's like, my uh, Silverado, I think it's like a, 98 he was like i'm gonna uh i'm gonna just ride this to the wheels full of them and that's how it is and that's how it is like you'd be surprised that whole that whole millionaire next door yeah that whole millionaire next door thing is real so um so one thing i want to speak on before we get you out of here is i was very impressed like with your son how he picked up on he was paying attention he was he was actually into it so how important yeah. is it to you as a mother to make sure that your children are getting this, say, this game as you build this business out? It's so important. And I think, it, I mean, I think that the, the, the reason why he's so, one, he likes money. And two, <laughs> he, he is, um, he's always been, he's been the, the kid, like my, daughter she's more of a free spirit so she's creative and he's more like he was on the showings with me he you know he was two three years old I got a picture of him like doing a lockbox you know what I mean so he was already like he he grew up in it um and so he he always says like I can't wait till I get my real estate license I'm like okay like <laughs> but he's gonna be him like you gotta like he's he tells me like I'm just you know I I'm very regular. I drive a Toyota, you know like no expensive bags. I got I got deeds. I don't got bags, right? I heard and that. And so he's like, Mom, you gotta you gotta you gotta get a a, a Gucci belt or a, a Louis Vuitton briefcase or something. I'm like, no, son. He's gonna be the one that you are gonna see him on a billboard or you know what I mean? <laughs> like because like, like, he always says he's like. Um, even when I was telling him I was doing an interview with you guys, he was like, oh, you, uh, you want to get a Louis Vuitton uh, shirt or something? <laughs> I'm like, no. He was like, I'm like, you can just take it back, mom. I was like, no. He was like, people want to see that you're making money. I was like, people don't need to see that I'm making money. First of all, yeah, they don't need to see that. They yeah. just need to <laughs> Not at all. I can help. <laughs> and, and I just want to repeat they, something real quick you to- just said. You said to the people out there, I don't have bags. I have deeds. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's fine. Yeah. I no, think we just found the name of this episode. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
but it's just one of those things. It's just like, but no. So I started him because, of course, like every other kid in America, he's a Fortnite kid, and he wants to buy these PlayStation cards and all this stuff. And I'm like, son, you're not. I can't keep like this is like a habit. Like twenty five dollars here every time I go to Target. Like this is crazy, right? So what he did was he um, he started a candy business. So we live we live over in um, over in the uh, in the burbs, and so there's not like corner stores everywhere. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. I went to Sam, when I would go to Sam's Club, he would go and he would grab a bunch of candy, and then he would resell it to his friends at school. And so what he did is what he did was he would resell the candy to his friends, and then. The school was like, oh, well, you can't really sell the candy in school, blah, blah, blah. So what he did was he would have the kids sell it on the school bus for him. So what he would do is... (laughs) Enterprise, it runs in the blood, right? Yo, (laughs) he was like, mom, I need change for a 20 or something like that. Because, like, he was making a lot of money. Like, because the kids would want the candy, he would have it, they would pay dollars, like... He was making like $80 every turnaround. It was, it was crazy. Like it was insane. And so then things, things kind of slowed down. I was like, what happened? He was like, well, they said that I can only sell it after school, but he, you know, he's on the school bus. So what he would do is have, he would sell it. And then two of his friends would sell it on the school bus. And then every morning they would meet back up and he was like, yeah, I need change for a five. Cause yesterday he was trying to not give me the rest of my money because I have changed, I need change. Like it was crazy. So he, I told him, you know, that was last year. So this year he was like, I'm not going to mess with the candy. Um, I I bought him a, a vending machine, and we're trying to, we're going to get it um, at where he gets his haircut, um, get it over there, and, and get him to um, get that going. But wow. I told him, I'm like, son, you, you got to make some money because that you got to keep up your habit. So really, he's just feeding his habit. Now he's saving. A little bit of it, but for uh-huh. the most part, able to buy um, Z bucks or V bucks or whatever it is, he's able to buy that because of the you know what he but does. That's dope, and though, because it's a lesson in that. A lot of times, people like a lot of investors, I can say that. Like, if I want something, I'll go buy an asset and have that asset pay for the exactly. stuff I want. So. Exactly, and so he and so that's the only way that he's able to get the V bucks is if he does some type of activity. So. Of course, he loves Teslas. So he, so I'm like, all right, we'll look at the stock and see what's going on with Tesla, and then we'll buy a Tesla. And if it makes some money, then he makes some money. We bought Tesla, it made some money, so he made some money. You know what I mean? It dropped a little bit, but then he. So his motivation, and and I'll take it. I'll take the motivation, whatever it is. Yeah, but his even also he's getting exposure to things that you know what I mean, like uh, you know, at his age. Um, so that's just very mm-hmm. impressive. That's very impressive. So. Yeah, he, I, I'll take it. I told him, like, you know, whatever you want to focus on, as long as I don't have to pay for those V-Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so listen, listen, Jazz, uh, I wouldn't like to take too, too much of your time. Listen, you have all kinds of amazing things going on, but I'm going to ask you a question um, before we get out of here. You have an amazing journey. Um, you're very enterprising. You got the deed. You got you got everything going on. What, what was like a... Um, one of your biggest hurdles that you had to get over in terms of your, your business life to get you where you are today? Yeah, um, definitely just, just uh, the confidence in myself and in my business, um, building it. And Malik will tell you, when I first started, I was like, I don't know. He's like, man, you had the best ideas in the world. Like that execution, 
hitting the execution button on things and not being afraid and not being afraid to fail because, you know, we could sit here, we, we didn't talk about the failures and the almost close to foreclosures and all of the type of stuff that I experienced because it was just like I was willing to take that risk, um, not, you know, not really knowing what would happen, right? Um, so the, 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 the not being scared because me not being scared has gotten me to this point and I'm not, I'm not a millionaire yet, but I, you know, I, I'm holding. <laughs> so I, I heard that. I heard yeah. that. I can read between the lines. Well. I said, I hear you. Um, I, I'm doing well enough to be able to, you know, confidently my daughter, she has one more school, one more year in high school. Um, and, um, you know, she can go to whatever, if she wants to go to college, her mom can send her to college. Um, and, and that was just really, you know, one of my, my biggest, my biggest uh, goals to be able to do that and, and, and do it without, without her having to take yeah. student loans I could out. tell how fearless you are from the way you jump right into the market. Like, like you just, yeah, yeah. No, she, was, she was running face first into the market. I had to slow it. They're like, Oh, slow down. <laughs> You need some education, lady. You gonna yeah. kill yourself? Don't She's go fearless. bust. She's fearless. Yeah, like don't go that? bust the head yet. But you learn from yeah. that too. You learn from that too, though. So you know. Um. Yeah, yeah, man. But no, man. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta put together a workshop or something. Because Absolutely, we definitely gonna work together. Yeah, yeah, we definitely yeah, you, work we, together. That's definitely on. That's online. You know, we, we are all, we are all about community. We all about community. Yeah, Anything you need from my, us, let us know. In my uh, position, they just not even you know young realtors. Um, you know, just young women, they're just like, I have young women hitting me up all of the time. Like, you know, I'm getting income tax money. They may have already bought their, you know, their for, their primary residence. Not really ready to be a landlord is not really for everybody. I don't tell everybody to do it. But to be able to have um, some sort of investment, I'm like, okay, well, what about a small business? Not everybody is really, you yeah. know, small business. That's material. that lifestyle design. You have to know what works for you. You have to know what works for me. And so now it's just like um, the trend, like I said, the stock thing and people are, are like, well, what, what do I do? I had a girl like, all right, well, how do I, I'm like, this is not a, first of all, I'm not even certified or qualified to have this conversation with you. But if you want to, um, you know, learn, here goes some resources that I started out with. Um, so we, we got to put something together, guys. That, absolutely. Like, really, absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely will. And, sure. That's one thing I tell people, listen, doesn't matter what you do. If you don't even want to get into the stock market, you can, you can buy the S&P 500 and just go to sleep every night because just owning that last year would have got you 30% when your bank account's getting you nothing. So, nothing. you know, um, there's something for everybody to uh, yeah, own something. People, I don't think, I think that people are, everybody is like, it's, the, it's, 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 it's scary um, because, you know, um, you know, even the stock, like I said, the stock today, everybody's like, oh, you can only buy it for $5. I'm like, yeah, like, how do you do it? I'm like, what, you got to have a minimum? Like, no, you just go right on the app yeah. and buy it. And Technology just, has changed everything. Man. Technology can, can has you, changed I, everything. You guys have been in this for a long time. Can you yeah. admit, I mean, I, I remember when I even thought about stocks, um, you had to make a phone call and call somebody yep. to buy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? First, yeah, the first stock I bought cost me like 40-something bucks, and I had to call somebody and then wait for the order to be filled, and then they would send you the certificate in the mail. It was completely nuts, and now I'm like, I'm looking at all these apps, and like, even the big boy brokerages are free now. I'm like, 
and people don't realize just how the barrier to entry is so much lower and it's so easy to own so things. Lower. It's so like, things. so what I've been doing is I do $10 a day. I mean, I did buy more today because of, you know, yeah. because of the was, but I do, I put $10 because I'm like, what do I spend $10 on a day? <laughs> Pepsi or Wawa. And I, every morning before I go out, I, I, I do that. I wake up at five o'clock every day. I look at what's doing well. Dave has been um, teaching me a lot of like, he's like study it every day for 30 minutes. Um, so that that that's the stock life is this is me. This is this is the new me. I, pretty pretty dope. So let me ask you last, last question before we get out of here. Is there any like book or something that you've read that has given you like inspiration or anything along this journey? For sure. I read a lot, so but I would say if if you somebody were give me a couple books if you want to. Yeah, you know. yeah. The one uh the one thing by Gary Ke- Keller and Jay Papazan, that's probably one of my favorites. I actually that's where I pull a lot of the um budgeting principles that I teach my clients, I pull it from there. They also the uh, Riches Me in Babylon. George I pull yep. all of the budgeting principles from there. I follow Dave Ramsey. I don't really follow his um his credit things because obviously credit is something that really, yeah. you know, propels my business. Um so I don't necessarily follow it to a T, but I do think that he has some good principles there. Yep. Um yep. You know, I'm a TD Jakes fan, um, so all of his books, um, business books. I, I'm a bigger pockets fan too. Okay. Um, so you know, all all of the things over there I've read. Um, I mean, the thing about it is that instead of us filling our brains with this, you know, this crap that's on the radio. I mean, one time what? I turned the radio, heck, like this is crazy. Yeah. I'm either on an Audible or I'm um, on a podcast. So I'm Absolutely. on a bigger pockets podcast. Um, there's an Airbnb podcast that I listen to that I love. Um, you know, some of the, um, the local people that I know that they have podcasts, I'll, I'll tune in there, but man, Hold up. There's, I a, was, there's an Airbnb podcast. Is it like, is it catered to investors or? Um, so it's two women that are, um, that, that, that do it and they just, they cover like a spectrum. I, I'll, I'll send you the link. Yeah, send me the um, link to that. I've, I've never heard that one. You know, I'm a podcast, I'm a podcast junkie. So you'll you'll definitely get a good um, a good feel of what the business like. They talk about the very good stuff and the very not so good stuff because okay. um, Airbnb, like in anything, anything in investing, it has its ups and downs. So um yeah that's, I mean, a lot, that's a lot of great information right there so you know you get a lot first of is one of my especially with um building the business up and mm-hmm. and and you know my accounting system because i didn't have one that's the one thing that we don't learn um when we first start business like yeah you need a separate <laughs> you need books you need yeah you need yeah. a bookkeeper you need an accountant so just keeping that together um so I, I read proper first. You guys read that? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that one I have. The only one I didn't. Um, actually, I own the book. Uh, the Gary Keller book. The um, the one, the one. The one thing. I've read like three of his other ones. I read Millionaire Real Estate Agent, Millionaire Real Estate Investor. Like I read all those, but I actually own that one. Just didn't get to it yet because yeah. I got I love books and I'm like you know. What are you reading? I got of, right now, I just finished a book called Um Home Wrecker. Um, okay. and now I'm reading a book, uh, that Kamari, Kamari. Have you, read Evicted? Book. have you read Evicted? Evicted? Yes, I have. I have. I have read that. Like that? I have, yeah, I, like I did. That. And the one yeah. I'm currently reading is a book called Family Wealth 
which is pretty amazing. Kamari recommended this book to me, and it's interesting because you think it's one thing, it's called Family Wealth, and it is about money and finance, but it breaks down how a lot of it is not just about economics when you talk about family wealth. It's mm-hmm. about how to structure trust and how to explain to your family what you're building. So God forbid something happens to you, they talk about if you don't have your paperwork or anything together. You, like, so everything you work for, if you don't have everything taken care of paperwork wise, it doesn't matter. But this it family is pretty powerful. So that's what I'm reading now. Oh, but yeah, okay. I gotta, yeah, I gotta pick that yeah. one. What, and it's, on, it's, on, it's on Audible too. It's called Family Wealth. I'll send you the link to that. Okay. okay. Uh, what I'm reading is um, right now I'm reading When Rocks Cry Out um, just okay. because it doesn't it doesn't affect my writing. Like I'm writing, and so I gotta read something that doesn't have anything to do with what I'm writing. So, yeah. um, so what I'm reading when rock, Yeah, I'm writing a, a, another book about time because that's all I care about. Yeah, for those for those watching and listening who haven't got our book, me and Corey have a book on your time and space. You can go write the own time and space dot com. Oh, Oh, you didn't know that? Oh, yeah. Me and Corey wrote a book together. Yeah. We'll make sure you get a copy. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You'll, we'll get you a copy. Yeah, a signed copy. Yeah, we'll get you a copy. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. I wrote absolutely. a book last year. I wrote a, um, a journal on home ownership. So it was like 30 days in home ownership. And I didn't think that I could write a book, uh-huh. but I did. And it did. We, we released it on a Black Friday weekend. Okay. Man. That book writing, that's a whole nother stream of income. See, and that's another <laughs> thing, right? Another that's, a, that's, a whole, that's a whole thing, man. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, so many people are making so much. It's not even the money. It's just like, just, you know, who would have thought, like, me, this single mom, would have been an author and I have something that people, I, I sold 150 copies of my book the first week and it came out. Like, it's amazing. Really? Like, and see, but, but but this is the thing, though, and, it, and this is to the people out here uh, watching and listening. Um, you have expertise in something, right? And a lot of times when you work in, like, no matter, like, you may work as a nurse or something, but you still have expertise in something that the average person doesn't know. Um, and you'd be surprised that, of the, the types of information that people want. So yeah. it doesn't matter what your field is. Like, you know, anyway. But yeah. Jazz, listen. We could be um, here all night. So, but yeah, I really absolutely. Do. So, I, I just want to tell you, listen. We definitely appreciate you. Um, con- Thank continue, you. I continue, continue success, and like you know, we're gonna look forward to following you. We're gonna do some work together in the community. We definitely will, and we'll have you back yeah, on definitely. later on this year after you know you 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 you're flipping all this Airbnb, so you can teach us again. <laughs> But I just right. want to say thank you for your time because we know how valuable that is. Um, and keep up the good work. That's all I want to say. I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And to the fans out there listening, make sure you share this episode uh, because Jasmine is amazing. She's doing an amazing thing. So make sure you share this, get this out there so people can see what she's doing in the area. And we'll put her contact info um, within the show notes so you can um, get in contact with her. In her Airbnb joint. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can can, uh, get in contact with her. Um, So also, listen, we got the Body Hood merch. You can find that as well in the um, description. So we got that out there now as well. And as we always say, it's not about how much money you make, it's about how much you keep. Game elevates, and we'll talk to y'all in the next episode. Peace.